broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio in Cumming, Georgia, it's time for Forsyth Business Radio. And hello, friends, and welcome back to Forsyth Business Radio. I am your host, Amanda Pierce Marmalejo, and we are broadcasting live from the Forsyth County Chamber of Commerce here in Cumming, Georgia. And I am joined by two wonderful guests in studio today. We have got Mike Connor. He is with the Action Coach. And we also have Stephen Laddermilk, who is the president and CEO of the Loudly Properties team, as well as Loudly Ventures, LLC. And we will learn um, about what that encompasses here in just a little bit. But first, welcome to the show, gentlemen. Thank you. It's Thank good you to be here. Thanks for having us, Amanda. Of course. I'm so excited because this has been a long time coming. Stephen and I have been um, kind of crossing paths here and there trying to get the show lined up. And Mike, I just re- I just recruited you this morning. So <laughs> uh, thanks for flying with me. And I'm excited for you guys to share with our listeners the great work you're doing in our community. So I'll put you in the uh, hot seat first, Mike, and I'll ask you to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and about what you do with Action Coaching. All right. Well, thank you, Amanda. It's great to be here. Even uh, uh, great to be recruited at the last minute as we're working with Family Promise, which is a great organization this morning and and love working with that. So, um, So my background is I originally started my professional career as a pastor. Uh, I started a church, and in that church, I had four particular values, which was welcome, nurture, share, and celebrate, and left that church and have realized, uh, spent 20 years in corporate, climbing the corporate ladder to finally getting a a third severance from Fiserv before I came into coaching. Realized that those values that I had were very important for every business owner out there, and so I now coach with the principles that I welcome, nurture, share, and celebrate, and every business owner should. So that's me. I love it. And you just wrapped it right up in a nice bow for us. But you and I had a very in-depth conversation before the show, and I do want to give you the chance to share some of those points with our listeners. So I guess my first question to you will be, what kinds of coaching do you offer? And um, I know you offer a wide span. And who do you look to align yourself with in order to help them grow their business? Sure. So... I coach everything from, you know, offering books to folks and and things that they need to read or listen to um, up to some corporate programs that I can do for uh, large, you know, Fortune 50 companies um, and coaching their executives. Uh, The most ideal is with small business owners who are in the range of revenue around, you know, 500,000 to about 5 million. Um, And we work on uh, building their finances, their revenue, their teams, their systems, um, getting them to where they're able to step out of their business and their businesses working without them. Um, Tell me, because I myself am a small business owner, I fall into that range there. And you and I were talking about the importance of business growth, especially within the first three years. I fall right into that category. Now, you shared a statistic with me earlier, 85% of businesses fail in their first three years. Yeah. And my question is, why, Mike? Um, you know, if, if you sum it up, the, the reason is people love what they do. When they start a new business, they love baking, they love real estate, they love, you know, having a podcast, whatever. You know, they, they are passionate about what it is that they do. The other side of it is they don't know how to run a business. 
and many have never been business owners before. There's a lot that goes into running a business that you need to learn. Everything from, you know, how do you do the finances? You know, what does your balance sheet look like? What does your P&L look like? What's your cash flow? Um, You know, what is your budget? And if a small business owner doesn't know these things, then they're behind the eight ball before they start. Um, They need to be able to manage their time. And so the disciplines of having those things within the first three years is absolutely critical. Um, If I can share, had one example, you know, somebody I've worked with, um, I'd been working with him for about three, four weeks. And with coaching is like, I want you to learn your P&L this week. He had never really looked at his P&L, even though he has a million and a half, $2 million business, Mm -hmm. his accountant would send him a P&L every month. He'd open it, look at it, say, okay, I got money and close it. And, you know, pushing him out of his comfort zone and saying, you need to learn your numbers. He began to realize, oh my gosh, I am overspending in so many ways, you know, to the tune of thousands and thousands of dollars Mm. that he was overspending and he can recoup that. And so, you know, that's one of the things that we do. Um, it's also one of the ways I tell people, I will pay for myself because we will find the money to, <laughs> <laughs> to, to afford the coaching and you'll grow. I love um, that, yes. Yeah, so. I'm going to um, just deviate really quickly because I think Stephen might have some things to add to these points. But first, I'd like to bring Stephen into the conversation. And I do think that I forgot to introduce myself, so I apologize. I am Amanda Peer to Marmaleo. And you know that this segment here today is actually brought to you by our partners at First Citizens Bank. And at First Citizens Bank, they have been providing banking services for over 125 years, and they've been helping families and businesses make the most of their finances. Please visit www.firstcitizens.com to learn more about their offerings. So welcoming Stephen Loudermilk into the conversation. Stephen, set the stage for our listeners about yourself, mission, vision, and values. Sure. And thanks for having me on, Amanda. Um, I'm Steve Loudermilk with Loudy Properties team at Keller Williams North Atlanta. And we're one of the largest brokerages here in Atlanta. I've been doing uh, real estate for the last six years, helping buyers, sellers, and investors find homes, um, you know, condominiums, townhouses, commercial buildings. I even do a little bit of land. Um, have car, will travel. So I serve all over greater Atlanta, metro Atlanta, serving basically all the way up to the mountains like Blairsville, all the way down to Peachtree City. So I definitely tack on a lot of miles during the year mm-hmm. serving my clients um, throughout Atlanta. Before that, I was in the uh, corporate communications and marketing space for 25 to 30 years. And I was telling you, Amanda, uh, early on that um, I was actually a reporter for five years. Nice. So lots of uh, different interests. Um, but right now I own two businesses in real estate and then my marketing communications firm, um, I'm a firm believer, just like, like Mike, um, in terms of, you know, nurturing my customers, um, you know, making sure that they're served 100% of the time, helping them plan, um, their strategy, especially like investors that are looking for fix and flip properties, rental properties, um, land properties. So, um, I, call myself really a real estate consultant, not, not a real estate agent, because I really help them with big picture thinking, budgeting, and planning of the, the homes and buildings that they want to purchase. Really enjoy it. I love people. I love networking. And I love 
homes and properties. Well, you have a, it sounds like you have a lot of experience and I do just have to give a shout out to Peachtree City, Georgia, because that's where I grew up. I graduated from Stars Mill High School, the golf cart community, and I make it down there often. So Great area. that's a quite large uh, span that you do from Peachtree City all the way up to Playersville, like you mentioned. Yes. Uh, I'm curious just to learn a little bit more about the Loudly um, Ventures LLC and how you kind of weave your experience from being a reporter and your media background and kind of couple that with your real estate to help kind of fuel both entities. Yeah, it's a great question, Amanda. Um, I'm really a, a firm believer in using uh, my strengths in marketing and communications to really build powerful real estate plans for my clients. Um, I'm a big planner in terms of like creating uh you know, communications plans and, and business plans to really help them grow their business. A lot of the, the clients that I serve have three-year, five-year, 10-year strategies to um, buy houses, to buy buildings, to buy different condominiums. So I'm a big um, aficionado of, of, of helping create um, different marketing plans uh, creating content on social media, just like yourself on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn, um, and really uh, driving publicity for them, right? <laughs> driving publicity for, um, you know, the houses that they purchase throughout Atlanta. There's a big market now. I've noticed, I'm going to age date myself here, but real estate from the time I remember my parents buying a home to now being a home homeowner myself has changed so incredibly. So the marketing aspect, the need for digital um, content, the drone videos, I mean, it has just accelerated to bring those properties to market as quickly as possible with the most appealing information and to the possible consumer, you know, right there on their device or their computer. I'm talking back in the day we had the book. I know you remember the real estate book. Oh, yes. Okay, you'd be thumbing through trying to find a house. So talk a little bit about how you have seen the transformation of technology in use within your industry over the years. Yeah, technology is absolutely critical to today's real estate agents and consultants. And like you said, Amanda, digital uh, technology, uh, social media, especially Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn, are absolutely paramount in terms of like marketing listings. Um, I'm a big believer as well as you in terms of hiring the best photographer and drone photographers to get aerial photography of the house, to have the photographers come in and shoot still photography and videos of the house, whether it's a $500,000 house or a million dollar house that has many different aspects to it. It could have a brilliant kitchen, really great backyard, fantastic neighborhood. So you want to capture the essence of the house, the building, or the condominium because a lot of uh, consumers are shopping online. Yes. And where do they go first? They go to Realtor.com, Zillow, even your website to find out more about the properties they want to take a look at. I have, uh, just speaking from experience, my husband owns an um, investment property in California. And we are in the process of selling it right now. Oh, really? We're not yeah. going to be making it back there. We have no eyes on it for six years, okay, because it's been a rental. So our agent goes through, does a walkthrough with us on FaceTime. You know, we have subcontractors there that are doing the flooring, paint, et cetera. But essentially a um, 
$750,000 transaction is being done from the West Coast while we're seated here in Georgia. So all of those elements are really key to deliver, you know, current information to buyers or for people like ourselves who are selling from afar. Yeah, absolutely. And just uh, piggybacking upon what you said, I actually help a lot of -of out-of-state buyers right now and investors look for properties here in Atlanta. For example, um, I'm helping a Maryland investor look at um, various condominium fix and flip properties in South Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And like you said, I give him video tours via FaceTime or WhatsApp. And it's, it's really fantastic because he doesn't have to spend any time traveling down here and he can make decisions remotely by me, uh, you know, sharing the details via FaceTime or WhatsApp. Absolutely. Well, bringing Mike back into this, and we were talking about the importance of placing a reasonable value on your time. Mm-hmm. And as a young professional, that's something that I had to learn throughout my professional development. Um, let's just kind of open up the floor to talking a little bit about the importance of time management. Steve, you mentioned something specific I'd like you to touch on, which was a communication plan that's new to me. But first and foremost, time management. Talk about it. Uh well, as we said earlier before the podcast, um, small business owners are probably the largest procrastinators of time in the world. Um, and, and we can find a thousand reasons why we shouldn't be doing what we could really be doing. Um, time is the one commodity that we can never get back. Right. You can always raise more money. You can always get more customers. You can always do those sorts of things. You can't get more time. And so what are you doing with your time right now? Um, If we start to think about, uh, and and the other piece I would say is, if you go to any business owner, they will always tell you, I don't have enough time. Yes. I never have enough time. Uh, You have no less time than, you know, Jeff Zuckerberg or, you know, uh, Elon Musk. Musk, They they have exactly the same amount of time as you do 24 hours a day, right? Uh, it is what they do with their time that is different than what most of us do with our time. And if we start to actually think about uh, what we're doing with our time and how we are using it in a most valuable way. You know, a, a book that I often have folks use when I coach with them, real simple book, you know, uh, of Eat the Frog. And if you're not familiar with that book, highly recommend going and checking it out. Uh, because, and it's available on Audible and other places if you do audio books. But it teaches us that if we really want to get ahead, every day we have to deal with the most strategic, important thing. Uh, And yet, it's the one thing that we tend to avoid the most. So do it it first. So do it first. Eat the frog first, Mm -hmm. you know, before you do anything else. When we start to get into that discipline we actually start to see things turn around in our lives. Um, so time management, yeah, absolutely, absolutely critical Important. to, yeah. Steve, speak to that, being that you uh, spearhead two different companies and I'm sure teams within as well. How do you kind of, um, you know, determine, you know, what what gets your time, if that makes sense? I had to learn the D word. Do we know what that is? Delegate. Okay. I'm not good at that. I like to own and do everything, but sometimes you have to delegate. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, absolutely, Amanda. And and to Mike's point, I mean, time management is so critical in today's environment, whether you're in a communications environment or real estate environment. 
Eating the frog is absolutely important. I deal with a lot of entrepreneurs in my uh, marketing communications business. Um, they're really looking for um, a way to speed up their communication strategy. So developing a communications plan in the beginning, that really helps them in terms of understanding uh, the deliverables of the communications plan, whether it's social media, whether it's press releases, whether it's promotion to the local media outlets, uh, it's absolutely, absolutely critical to get that in the communications plan because um, these folks that I deal with are small business owners as well, and they don't have the time to write press releases. They don't have the time to do social media. They don't have the time to manage their website. So I do that all for them, and it's wrapped up in a communications plan. With mm -hmm. real estate, um, I also work on communications plans for my entrepreneurial um clients because their time is so valuable. A lot of these guys are investors, but they're full-time contractors on the side, or they're in banking, or they're in corporate America. So um, invest, investing in investment properties is like a side hustle for them. Right. So I have to manage their time. I have to look at the properties. I have to show them the properties, usually remotely, because they can't be with me during the day because of their full-time job. And then make and make uh, recommendations on funding. Are they going to work with hard money lenders? Are they going to work with traditional mortgage lenders? So really looking at the big picture, looking at the strategy and the plan is enabling them to save time and money in, in the long run. Hmm. Very nice. Okay, so now I'm understanding a little bit more about a communication plan. I myself have done business plans, marketing plans, so it's just the same but in, in the communication Absolutely. Role. Thank you for teaching me. So, Amanda, you said one thing, and I wanted to touch on it real quickly, uh, about delegation. And delegation is so critical in order for us to grow our business. And we have to have a team around us that can start to pick that up. One of the things that I have found is people use the term delegate when they actually are abdicating. Hmm. Um, and if we as small business owners end up abdicating, a particular responsibility, as opposed to delegating it, then there's a high likelihood that that task will fail. Um, the difference between abdicating and... I was Googling that. <laughs> Please tell me, Mike. <laughs> the difference between delegating and abdicating is when you delegate something, you are making sure that that person has everything that they need in order to actually do the task. Mm -hmm. They're skilled. They're trained. They, they understand fully what it is that's expected from them, right? When we abdicate, we say, oh, you know, John, Sally, whomever. Do this. Do this, and we walk away, right? Trusting that they have the tools. Trusting they have the tools, trusting they know what to, you want them to do. And, and it ends up being a contentious relationship because they will do something, but it doesn't meet your expectations. Hmm. And so you come back and you're like, well, that's not what I wanted. Well, this is what you told me you wanted. Yeah. Is, and, and so you end up with this conflict that's there that we have to work through. So, so the idea of delegation uh, is whoever is delegating still has ownership yes. of whatever it is that's supposed to be done. You're, you're not just passing it off so that you can blame the other person when they don't do it the way you want. You mm -hmm. still have ownership of it. You still have that that. Investment. I, the investment mm -hmm. in it, and, and they're fulfilling it. So 
I just, you know, when, when we talk about delegation, mm-hmm. um, I think there are many small business owners out there who, who have a misunderstanding of what delegation really is. Absolutely. Um, they just, you know, and, and I've seen it over and over mm-hmm. where, you know, they, they're like, okay, you go and I want to take off, right? Um, if, if the ship isn't running well when you step <laughs> out, the ship is going to sink. <laughs> Titanic. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you have to add, Steve? Yeah, man, I I, I believe Mike's absolutely right. Um, delegation is is absolutely key in my business. And what I do is I build up trust w- with my team. I, for example, I have a transaction coordinator. So every time a property goes under contract, she handles all the paperwork wow. uh, from from clear to close, basically contract to close. So what that involves is um, sending off the offer to the other agent, sending off the offer to the loan officer, to the legal folks, uh, making sure the earnest money gets in on time, making sure um, the inspections go um, according to date. It's a very deadline-driven business. And I already know that I'm pretty terrible at, at paperwork. So I delegate it and I trust it um, with my transaction coordinator, but I'm always involved in the process. She always keeps me up to date. The other agent is fully involved on the transaction and the lawyers and the mortgage lenders. So everybody's kept in the loop. It's a fantastic communications channel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, delegation um, has helped me become more productive in my business my number one, the number one thing I do on a daily basis is call people and network with people and, you know, prospect for new business. So if I have people like transaction coordinators helping me in the back end, it might makes my business so much smoother and more efficient. You uh, mentioned something that I wanted to speak to both of you about. So thank you for bringing it up. And that is networking. So let's talk about investment of time in networking groups that are worthwhile. We've all been to, we mentioned the commonality of B&I. We've all been to Rotary. We've all been to lunch and learns. So I'm curious where you are both finding fruitful connections and what you might recommend to others who are listening, who are trying to kind of get out there and, and move and shake. Because one thing I learned although I am a natural extrovert, not everybody is. Walking into a room sometimes of strangers, even as an adult, can be a little bit defeating. So as a new honorary Rotary member of Lanier Forsyth, we'll let you take uh, take this one, Steve. Start us off. Sure, Amanda, oh, it's a great question. I'm actually an introverted extrovert, if you can believe that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very shy, but... I try to be a um, uncomfortable. I try to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. I just did a Instagram uh, clip on that, and um, like you and Mike, I'm very I'm heavily involved in networking locally here in Forsyth County. I'm a very big believer in Forsyth County and the growth of Forsyth County. Actually, interviewing the the mayor of um, coming Troy Brumbelow on on Tuesday for uh, my video uh, YouTube series. Um, <laughs> that's, that's the live audience going wild. Yeah. Um, I'm, a, I'm a, a big believer in networking. I'm a formal member of the Foresight uh, Chamber of Commerce. So I go to the power networking lunches mm-hmm. and the after hours uh, meetings to, uh, to meet people, to grow partnerships. 
Um, I've already created a lot of partnerships with people in the chamber. As you mentioned, Amanda, I just joined the Linear Forsyth Rotary. I'm really um, interested in giving back and serving the community, whether it's Family Promises or other organizations out there. Um, I'm a very big believer in volunteer work and getting outside of myself and serving like families, uh, especially that are unfortunate, uh, that are going through a tough time. Mm. Um, I, and I also, you know, network, you know, through my church, big believer in my church and the spirituality that I have there and, and, and the men that I've grown relationships with in um, the men's ministry. So a lot of my networking is is done here locally, and I'm also part of the 400 North Association of Realtors. Right. Which, correct me if I'm wrong, because it's been a really long time since I was involved at all in the world of real estate. But once upon a time, I was the association assistant for the Fayette County Board of Realtors. Yeah, oh, wow. wow. <laughs> and as I understand it, what sets a realtor apart from just a real estate agent is your affiliation with a board, correct? That's right. Bang, bang. Okay. That's right. So you are a realtor. A realtor. Got it. All right. And Mike, I know you're thinking what I'm thinking because we locked eyes and we said, <laughs> yes, Mike and I have the great pleasure of serving on the Family Promise Board here for Forsyth County. And it's amazing that you just expressed interest in becoming involved because we are actively seeking people to just help us get the word out and partner yeah. with in a variety of ways. And I'll let you take it from here, Mike. Yeah. And, and just, um, I'm going to put a plug in for family promise. Please do. Um, it is such a vital part of our community. I, I don't think people in Forsyth really fully understand the, the impact of homelessness that is happening here in Forsyth County. We are fortunate to live in one of the wealthiest areas in the country. It's, it's economically, it's growing. Um, and we're blessed uh, about that, but there is an opposite side to, to that whole situation. And that is, there are a lot of people who are being priced out of the housing market. Um, and they simply cannot afford to live uh, where we have the advantage to be able to live. Um, last, the, the Forsyth County schools, at the end of this year, just last month, there were over a thousand students registered in Forsyth County schools who were homeless. A mm. thousand students. That is just unconscionable that there are that many people, you know, and, and each of those students have a, a family. You know, a, a family yeah. you know, so, you know, if you multiply that even by four, you know, you're talking about 4,000 people in this county who are homeless. We need to address these issues. And, and there are many programs that, that do it, yes. and they're all great programs. Uh, Amanda and I have the privilege of working with Family Promise, which, which coordinates and, 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 and you know, comes along churches to, to do this. And it's a great program. And, uh, and so if anybody is looking for an opportunity to serve um, and serve in this most vulnerable uh, part of our community strongly encourage you to come and do that. So, and that's you can a, find out more information about that by visiting fpforsyth.org. So that's fp for family promise and then forsyth.org. Thank yeah. you, Mike. Yep. Um, coming back to the networking question um, and some of the ways that I network. Uh, um, and uh, if, if I can jump back to uh, our small business owners procrastination uh, just for for a second 
and say that what I have seen is many small business owners use networking as a procrastination tool. Um, that they go out and they are very involved in a lot of things, but they're not getting anything out of it mm-hmm. aside from the good feeling that they can pat themselves on the back that they did a networking event today and they collected 14 business cards. Right? And they entered it into their CRM. And, and they entered it into the <laughs> CRM and nothing else ever happens. That's a waste of time, right? So if we are going to truly network, we have to be intentional about what we want. What do you want to get out of that network event? Um, and I coach my folks as well that, you know, uh, um, you go to a coffee and commerce or, you're, or, or you go to one of these networks and you're sitting down with somebody having coffee, you know, um, a week later, right? I tell them, it's like, when you go in, I want you to beforehand look at their LinkedIn page, And I want you to find five people that they're connected to on their LinkedIn page. And I want you going in there and saying, I want an introduction to these five people. That's good. Right? You know, I mean, they're sitting down with you um, for a reason. Mm -hmm. And likewise, they should be doing the same. Right? So if you are not using the network that you have, in order to get the names of the people that you want to be introduced to, then you're wasting your time. May I ask, because some people might not be as bold to, you know, asking for the sales, the tales all the time from the little red sales book. Um, asking someone for that, if someone's uncomfortable asking for a referral or asking for a lead, what would you recommend from the coaching aspect? Get out of your comfort zone. <laughs> I mean, really. Steve said that earlier too. <laughs> You know, that that's the reality. You're, you're in business, right? You, and I don't know of any business person who's in business not to make money, right? Amen. Is that, is that why we're in business? Because we want to make money. Let's, let's, that's the elephant in the room. And so if you are uncomfortable about asking people either for money or for a referral, or for something that will bring you in money, then, I mean, shameless plug here, you need to call me. <laughs> Please okay? do, yes. Because we've got to get your mindset right about money. And the reality is, you know, what holds people back are these limiting beliefs that they have that they don't deserve, or they're going to make somebody uncomfortable, or, you know, whatever, that negativity. Uh, the people who are successful in business are the ones who go and ask and, and will be bold and say, you know, hey, I, I mean, really, if you think about it, if you walk in, somebody wants to have coffee with you and you're like, hey, you know, I, I looked through your LinkedIn and I saw you're connected to these five people, right? They're five people that I have really been wanting to get to know. Mm-hmm. Can you make an introduction to me? You're not asking for any more than an introduction. Right. Right? If we're not bold enough to even do that, then there's your answer as to why 85% of small businesses fail. fail. Yeah. You know, it's, it's as simple as, simple as that. Doing, yeah, doing the, the basic things that you need to do. Yeah. I know you mentioned calling Steve and um, no novice to cold calling. We've all had the list, the sheets of prospective members, whatever the case may be. Yeah. So anybody that was in any type of sales setting like that, doing a call list, 
you get 20 no's before you get a ah, maybe. So being comfortable with getting told no is something that I had to eat, yeah. as you said, eat the yeah. frog. Yeah. Steve, I'm curious about what your perspective or spin on it is, because I know that you do a lot of referral business. And also you mentioned making a lot of calls. Yeah, man, Mike was Mike's absolutely right. I mean, you have to um, you have to ask for business. Um, but there's, you know, I'm not when I ask for business, especially when I'm making calls to people I don't know or I haven't talked to in a long, in a long time. I try not to be soupy sales, Steve. Hey, do you want to buy a house? Um, <laughs> it really doesn't work that way. You have to be totally interested in in the other person. You know, their family, their their line of work. Um, you know, what their interests are, right? Mm -hmm. You have to create and nurture a relationship. It can't just be over the phone and, and for somebody to expect to work with you right away, especially in real estate, it's all about trust. And, you know, can I really trust this guy to, to sell uh, my house, which is one of the biggest emotional investments you could have, right? Um biggest investment that I, I have period. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but I'm also a big believer, like what Mike was saying, when you're at a networking event, you can't just pass out your business cards and add those people to your CRM. I do. But the next step is to create a one-on-one -on -one relationships with that person, perhaps taking them to breakfast, having, having a coffee, having, uh, you know, dinner after work, right? Um, to really get to know that person, um, you know, like Mike said, look at their LinkedIn and, and see if you can connect with, with five people that they know on LinkedIn. That's really the power and essence of a networking and taking the relationship to the next level. And there's, there's one thing that we kind of touched on as well, and that is sales. And, and I coach people on how to do sales, mm -hmm. right? And there's sales training out there and I do sales training. One of the things with sales is uh, I define sales as really professionally helping someone buy. And if we come into every transaction, every relationship that we have, and when you go to a network event, right? If you walk in with the assumption that those people in that networking event truly want what you're selling, right? They, they already want it, you know, whether it's, you know, I want someone, I want a new house. Okay. Well, yeah, they want that. I want, you know, to, I want that restaurant. I want, I want, people want things, right? Whatever it is that you have. And if you have that perspective that they already want it, all your job is, is really to help them to buy it, right? How do you make it available how do you position yourself in a way that you're not selling to them? They're buying from you. Right. You know, and, and it, and it changes that perspective of how you approach these. Yeah. It changes the, the mindset going into it. I like that. Yeah. We were talking about assumptive sales versus what's the other one? Not, uh, not assumptive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not assumptive sales. Uh, high pressure sales. Yeah. And the difference in approach. I could talk about that for days and days. Um, I come from an old school sales realm where they had someone at the top or at the front of the, the room for a three day period of time. They held you captive and they tossed Reese's pieces at your head and made you wear yeah. gold chains and all kinds of just funny stuff. But mm. I'll tell you what, retaining any of the fundamentals. No. It's gone. Nobody. Yeah. It's gone. So. 
gentlemen, I told you I wouldn't keep you here for longer than about 45 minutes, and we are kind of reaching that marker here. I told you we can have so much fun. Yeah. But I do want to give you the opportunity to share something um, that I might not have touched on, anything that you'd like to emphasize to our audience that I did not get to, or simply just uh, share how they can reach you or who you're looking to connect with in case someone out there is listening and they, they value what you've said. Sure. And, and again, Amanda, thanks for having me on. It was great to be with you and, and Mike today. Um, for my business, you can you can contact me. Uh, my website is loudyproperties.com. Of course, my phone number is 678-333-4377. I'm also on Instagram, Steve Sells Atlanta. Facebook is at Loudy Properties. Um, and I'm on LinkedIn as well. So there's various ways to connect with me. And then I'm also available um, for any marketing and communications inquiries for Loudy Ventures as well. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I would love to talk with any business owner. Um, I, I firmly believe that if we want to be better and we want our businesses to be better, um, we need someone to help us and to support us and, and to push us out of our comfort zone. And so any business owner who would like to see their business improved um, and be made better, um, that's who I want to talk to. Right? Um, and I can be reached. Uh, my email address is Michael Connor. Um, that's M I C H A E L C O N N E R, um, at actioncoach.com. Um, my website as well is michaelconnor.actioncoach.com. Easiest place to, to find me. Um, and, uh, again, look forward to, to, uh, making a lot of connections, helping, helping business owners make a lot more money here in, in Forsyth County. And just as you mentioned, I do have to do a shameless plug, but no shame because Family Promise is hosting a gala and it's coming up on September 8th and we are super excited. We are already preparing for it. So if you guys are interested in um, supporting in any way or just attending because who doesn't like to get dressed up, uh, you can find out more information on the website. And again, that's Friday, September 8th. And we hope to see you there. I'm going to link both of these gentlemen's uh, websites and their LinkedIn's in the show notes. So anybody listening that wants to connect with them directly, just click on their name and it'll the hyperlink will take you there. I would love to connect with you. But I'll spell it for you out there listening. Amanda Pierch Marmalejo, P-E-A-R-C-H-M-A-R-M-O-L-E-J-O. And um, I am always happy to connect someone within my network. But I, I do t- tend to take into consideration who they're asking me for the intro to. And because that's a direct reflection on you making the introduction. Right. So I do just caution people when they're making those introductions to make sure that there is value there to yeah, add. Absolutely. For those of you out there listening, you can subscribe to the show wherever you listen to platforms. Just type in Forsyth Business Radio. The shows are available 24-7 online at businessradiox.com. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Please hit that five-star rating and review. And for our guests today, Steve Loudermilk and Mike Connor, I'm your host, Amanda Pierce Marmalejo, and this has been Forsyth Business Radio on Business Radio X. 